Kelsey and this is KaleidoCast. Let's go! Today on the podcast, I am super stoked to introduce you to Claire, the colourful creative behind the brand Bon Maxi. Welcome, Claire. How are you today? Thank you. I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. So you are our first guest, so we'll um, definitely see how it goes. (laughs) (laughs) So... Uh, The first most important question I have is, what is your current earring count? Oh, don't ask me a question like that, please. (laughs) That's really... (laughs) Um, To be honest, I stopped counting probably at about 80. Um, I I have a few earring holders that are full. I have a few sample earring holders that I'm testing out. I'm probably the least organized of all of the people that use that earring holders. <laughs> <laughs> that's always um, the way I have I think it's probably in the hundreds but I'm not I'm not going to put a number on it yeah you don't want to put thought. a number on that you just don't <laughs> no, want to limit okay. yourself to that <laughs> no. oh so good it sounds like um, an addiction <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it's very healthy addiction that's okay <laughs> so Claire what is your brand as I just said it's Bon Maxi but for anyone who doesn't know um, can you explain it to us a little bit further and what all the things that you provide to your loyal audience okay so Bon Maxi is all about non-ugly accessory holders and organizationy things which sums up as many things as I possibly could because I don't really know where this brand is going either but our signature (laughs) product started off as the earring holder yes we moved into small ones big ones hanging ones standing ones we've got ring holders neck hold, uh, necklace holders um and now we've ventured into things like really useful wallets and leather goods so handy handbags that actually fit items that you need to take with you yes i am so excited to get a few of those uh in the store before christmas hopefully mm-hmm. yeah hopefully we have stock <laughs> yeah i know that's i was like oh i keep like i keep saying i'm like oh my gosh i need to be way faster um so you did mention it's been going for five years but when did it all begin for you um back in 2015 i just had a baby i think this is half you know every small business story Um, I was on maternity leave I didn't know what I was going to do um, and I hopped onto Instagram trying to find some kind of community because I felt really quite alone Um, Facebook groups weren't really around mothers groups were far hard to find Um, and I realized there was a huge community of small business owners and people doing really creative cool things Uh, and I have always painted I'm an artist um and I thought oh I'm just going to create some nursery art and try and sell it on Instagram and see how that's going to go so I did uh and I realized um how much marketing you actually need to do to stand out in social media and I had a marketing background (laughs) so um, that was the whole yeah (laughs) um so I I put two and two together um my business background and my creative uh background and I hustled And Mm -hmm. I realized, um, yeah, there was a gap in the market for things that help solve a need. Um, And one day, you know, I was doing custom portraits at that time. uh, And I thought, well, that's nice to have, but I'm filling up my time with doing these portraits and I've got an active little child at the moment. How am I going to be able to create something that I can replicate um, and something that helps people? So one day I was uh, rummaging through my multiple bowls of jewelry on my dresser. (laughs) 
and I think my husband was halfway out the door yelling at me to hurry up and Choose I found one. <laughs> one earring yeah I found one earring and I couldn't find the matching one and I was like oh, this man. is insane surely there's going to be a better way so I started at that point I was like oh I didn't really think of it as a product idea but I started yes. researching to see what was around yeah cool and I had a traditional jewelry tree that held hook earrings and necklaces but they didn't hold studs yes uh, and I could find things like um perspex kind of clear stuff uh, or chicken wire yes chicken like wire. in a wooden frame <laughs> yes and I thought oh maybe create something with a bit of personality so I started yes. painting earring holders and hand drilling them um and our house is very soon full of sawdust <laughs> everywhere <laughs> I hope you're not uh don't have any allergies <laughs> oh we do <laughs> Handy. hay fever all over in the house yeah. <laughs> it's been great so it kind of evolved from there um and I realized how much of a huge earring lover community there was on Instagram too oh, and yes. um, started connecting with all of these incredible local makers um and yeah it just kind of the word grew and the collection of mine grew I stopped hand painting because it got really really difficult to keep up with oh, the, yes. uh, the orders and then I started using machines instead of hand drilling RSI yeah, uh, and then, yeah it's just evolved <laughs> then I passed it over to my husband um he did that for a while yeah <laughs> so that's kind of the essential story um my little boy Matt who is now five and a half um uh, just before his first birthday started to get really sick he started having seizures um, and at that point I was back at part-time work and I was feeling really not really sure how I was going to manage a, a sick child and part-time work and this business was, that was starting to show some promise so I decided yes. to quit my job and just go in full-time Amazing. it's been the best decision for our family yeah oh yes like that is just that story like I follow obviously follow you on your socials and that story is just I could not wait to talk to you more about it today because it's <laughs> yes. just, it is just amazing. And like you said um, before, a lot of small businesses come from these, these little stories that may not have been um, the easiest thing to happen to us, but then it turned out to, to be so great. So that is, I love that so much. <laughs> so that is exactly what I was going to talk to you about next was the faces behind Bon Maxi. So you've got yourself. Mm. And your hubby, yep. um, his yep. name is Joe, did you say? Joe, yeah. Joe, yeah. And then you've yep. got Max um, yep. and your doggies. Yes. And what were I their names? Pickle. pickle and Banjo. Banjo. That's my son's name is Banjo. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, so can you tell me a little more about, um, you said a little bit about Max um, and how mm -hmm. he influenced the brand. Um, so I'm presuming the brand name came from, it has Max in it. So where did yeah. the inspiration come from for that? So, well, originally I think I'd called the brand Max and Me Prince or something like that. And yes. I think there was okay. another brand out there that was Max and Me. And then I thought, oh, I don't really want it to be a direct, this is what I'm doing. Cause I yes. thought things might change. I didn't want to lock myself into a corner. Um, and then I thought, oh, something a little bit exotic. I'd heard, well, it's not really exotic, but I'd heard <laughs> that if you were going to trademark a name, you needed to have something that was made up um, right. to, to be able to ensure that it didn't clash with anything else. Okay. And so I thought, oh, Maxi, Maxi's a cute, really, you know, cute name. I was doing yeah. the nursery work at the, um, artwork at the time. So that seemed to fit. Um, and it sounded a little bit French. So I just put Bonin. 
Oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Yeah. That, yeah, that totally makes sense now. (laughs) I love it. That's great. You can tell that you have like a creative background. (laughs) A little bit less, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really cool. Um, so you were speaking about your portraits. You started Mm -hmm. with those. I was actually doing a little bit of stalking and saw some of your portraits Uh, and they're amazing. Thank you. Yeah. So cool. So you have that hobby and then now you've turned your hobby into a well your side hustle into your real job but I know hobby of plant collecting so do you have a number on that (laughs) no no I don't I don't think it's in the hundreds dead (laughs) or alive um mostly alive I think I figured out the species that I can keep alive and I'll just talk to that (laughs) that was my question exactly Mm. was what your fate what is your fave to keep alive I think monsteras are my favorite. They used to be peace lilies because they just droop when yeah. they needed water. So yes. you just give them water and they were alive again. They wouldn't die on you. Yes. Um, but but monsteras are probably my favorite just because they look really cool with their air yes. tendrils, whatever they call them. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got one monstera in my house at the moment. I'm feeling so smug with myself because it's so <laughs> alive and it's like yeah. overtaking things. So I'm feeling yeah, very I- proud. So you should. I think it's really important, um, especially working from home and especially in 2020 when everything's crazy um, and we're so cooped up at the moment. Plants, fresh air, I think it kind of makes sense that people are going a bit plant crazy. Oh, so much. And like (laughs) we even have the whole um, COVID vegetable garden at our house at the moment. (laughs) So we're growing all of our veggies and I'm, yeah, like I said, I'm feeling pretty impressed with myself to be able to actually grow something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we were speaking about like, you're obviously very creative. Um, Did you inherit your creative flair from um, your family or what, what did your childhood look like? Uh, Yeah, I probably would say that my mum is an avid sewer. Uh Um, She is a brilliant pianist. Oh, wow. Uh, my sister and I both played violin growing up um, and that was a huge, a huge part of our life. Uh, and I was almost going to study music after uni. Oh, amazing. So the job prospects were a bit, yeah, yes. not sure. Yes. Uh, <laughs> same with art, but whatever. Yeah, um, you yeah, made that happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'd always just been encouraged to create as a kid. Um, I really loved drawing, loved painting, um, tried to sew, wasn't patient enough. Um, but mum was always uh, really adamant that if you bought art supplies, that was never an issue. Like that was always the healthy thing to do was buy art supplies. Um, because that. creating, yeah, creating was a really big um, part of, it's, you know, it's a therapy too. It calms you down, it puts your focus into something productive. Um, and I think that was that was really great to have um yeah mum who really encouraged that oh that is amazing I think it just grew from there so throughout school I would always you know enter art competitions I didn't study art in high school um in the end because I didn't like being graded on something I like doing it for the fun of it yes um so I put my energy into something else instead but yeah all little projects I always had something on the go I've still got massive towers of um art supplies that you know, sometimes you just pick stuff up and you see what comes out of it. Um, that's beautiful. It's really, really great to be able to have the freedom to do that. Yes, that sounds yeah. like, yeah, that's amazing that your 
your family gave you that freedom to be able to be creative because look what it's led led you to like that's just amazing um is there any stories um from your childhood that really sticks in your mind oh that's a tricky question I know there's a photo um I think I was about four and mum had just given me a pack of giant jumbo chalk Oh yes. um, and I'm just on the ground and I've just got drawings all around me on the pavement that's probably a really key memory um, and then in another house somewhere in Victoria um, I remember mum had a room out the back that was just full of material and she had a sewing um, sewing room and sewing machine set up and we'd just spend like, you know, Saturday afternoons in there, mum would be sewing away. And then I'd be like, can you just sew this little line for me? And I'd just try and make dolls clothes or something that didn't look like anything. But it was just a nice, healthy way of exploring oh, I love you know, that. creativity. You yeah. need to find that photo and share it on your socials. I bet. Yeah, I it think sounds it's amazing. Chat <laughs> to your mum. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, we've spoken a lot about how it started and everything in 2015. But do you have uh, just that moment where you knew like this was it, like we are going to, we are going to make this happen? Yeah, I think it actually happened when I was still doing both the art prints and the earring holders. Um, and it was more about the art prints. We were in hospital with Max. I think it was the very first time that we went in and it was December uh, 2015. Yep. Um, and my mum and my sister were overseas uh, they didn't know what had been going on. Max had been having seizures for oh about four weeks um, and we were FaceTiming and just pretending like nothing was wrong because who wants to hear awful yes. news while they're on holiday and can't do anything about it? And oh we didn't goodness. know what was happening at that point. Yes. Um, and I remember getting an email from a random stockist in New Zealand and they placed a $1,000 order for some art <gasps> prints. And I just remember crying because I thought, oh my gosh, like somebody's going to pay me for something that I did. Yes, And the relief that I felt um, yes. was just amazing because I thought I had to take time off work. I wasn't getting paid leave because um, I was working an hourly job. Yes. Uh, and that, yeah, that relief that I felt. Uh, and then I realized, oh, okay, so people might actually want this. Yes. Um, and that's when I think I started to think, yeah, okay, well, maybe leaving my job might be okay in the end. Oh, wow. That, yeah. yeah, I love that moment. That is, mm. I hope that that stays with you, that feeling, because that is yeah, really special. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. Uh, so like, as you know, small business is a very tough gig, especially at the moment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Would you have, what are some advantages and disadvantages, do you think? Uh, I think advantages is certainly that you're, you're, you're your own boss. Yes. Um, and that's also a disadvantage. Uh, yes. <laughs> so on the much. plus side, you can do what you want. Yep. On the negative side, you don't have somebody telling you what you should be doing. Um, yes. And I find some days you wake up and you go, I don't know what I should be focusing on. Whereas when you have a boss, you have a, you know, a meeting and that's they say, true. this is what needs done. Yes. A client that tells you this is what needs done. Um, yes. doing. And yeah, that that is an easier easier day I think looking back to where I was an employee it was just all semi laid out for you whereas yes. being a small business owner you have so much freedom that some days that's crippling yes and you feel overwhelmed so like true no like, tomorrow. you yeah. need to create something for that next time <laughs> to reduce <laughs> overwhelm with that yes because you just yeah. have so many 
so many tabs open, don't you? And then you'll, it's like, yeah, yeah, like you said, overwhelming. And then you end up doing nothing. Nothing. That's yeah, it. And you have to have days where you do nothing because you're constantly thinking. Yes. Um, and right. that's another downfall. Yes. Your brain does not stop. Yep. Exactly. Sleeping. I think I've spoken to you about this before. Sleeping is uh, not really on the top of the priority list. <laughs> mm, yeah, I feel that. <laughs> um, so, um, you, like you were saying, you're a special needs mom of Max. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also mm-hmm. a special needs mom of my little man. Um, can you, I'd really like to hear more about Max's condition um, and what it looks like, like what the, what your daily life looks like, if that's okay with you. Yeah. So right at the start, um, he started having seizures. Uh, and and it how started old was he? At once. He was nine months old. Nine months old. Um, and I was in the shower. He was on the ground just outside in the bedroom. Um, yeah. And I just, he was on his tummy. I saw his, his head lower. Yes. And I was like, oh, that's a bit, it was really slow. And I thought that was a bit of a weird thing to do. So I kind yes. of got out. Luckily, my husband was home and I turned him over and he looked blue. Um, oh, and I started panicking and we were kind of shaking. We felt that his heart probably was still beating, but we yep. couldn't work out what was going on. Um, we went to the doctor a few times and they're like, we're pretty sure it's just breath holding. Um, right. And we thought, okay, well, it might just be a phase, but fine. But it's scary a scary phase yeah definitely Mm -hmm. um and then he he would kind of shake a little bit and then uh snap out of it and start crying and then he'd fall asleep yes um so it took maybe two weeks of a few chats to the doctor and then they said maybe you should just go into the hospital because it sounds like it could be seizures yes um and they're called absent focal seizures so they're not like your true um not traditional but everybody knows the seizure is a tonic clonic which is shaking yes you know protect the head from being um, not and all of that but this is just you freeze I completely um, understand here. I completely like yeah. um, my son has had a couple of absence seizures as well there you go um, yeah. and like you said you don't recognize it as a seizure so but no. when exactly what you described just then is pinpoint accuracy of how it pans out and it's just yep. when you explain it people are like oh that's not a seizure but like you said it's an absence seizure which is yeah, very, still very scary, but looks very That's different, it. doesn't like, it? Yeah, mm. and they go blank and they can't move. They kind yes. of freeze. Yes, um, and just that sleep, relief. that deep yep. sleep. Yep. Yeah, it's um very, very, uh, it's not, it's scary, but it's something else. Like, it's just, you're just not sure what it it's weird. is to start weird with. Yes, yeah. yeah, but um, I know from that it continued happening with you, didn't it, with Max? Yeah, so yes. it was a good three months or so that he was, they were getting worse and worse. Oh my goodness. Um, they started trialing some medications at that point, but they weren't sure why he was having them. Yes. Um, and then on his first birthday, um, I think a couple of days before that, we'd had, you know, a really small family party because he wasn't well. He looked really frail. Yes. Um, and he was not himself that day. And we were kind of a bit worried looking back at the photos. I, I'm surprised I didn't pick up on it earlier. Yeah. Um, but uh, on his first birthday, we rushed him to the hospital because he, um, we realised he was sitting on the ground and he'd just drop. Yes. Um, and he'd get back up again and then just drop again. Um, and it turned out that he was having uh, infantile spasms, which oh I've recently gosh. heard is called West Syndrome, uh, which I didn't realise there was a term for it. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's quite rare, I think, and it usually happens only up to 12 months. So if, right. if they're older than 12 months um, and they haven't had it, Generally, it's 
doesn't happen doesn't so Max happen. on his okay. on his first birthday which was just ironic um oh, that, that happened mm -hmm. uh, but luckily we were onto it really quickly um and seizures aren't technically damaging to kids yeah um but it does that. make them sleep a lot yeah mm. it makes them sleep a lot which you know stunts the development if they're asleep all the time yeah, but right. brain spasms can can affect the brain yes. and if not treated really quickly it's quite damaging so we were so lucky that we were able to pick up on that and the hospital knew what they were looking for too yes um within three or four days of that happening so he was on two aggressive steroids really quickly yeah he ballooned up um, oh my goodness unrecognizable he just looked like this just balloon child it was oh, awful Claire. um and then for the next uh six months or so he had a compromised immune system so he was yes. at home groaning in his bed for that time and it was just awful oh, um so, so we started the genetic testing um yep. and it turns out that he has a rare genetic mutation um of the scn2a channel which is a sodium channel sodium um, okay yeah um so it affects how salt i think is i don't really know too much about it because i don't like reading i'm one of the people so that, much yeah um so i think at that time it was about 300 kids or cases in the world um wow. that were diagnosed so it was quite rare um oh we goodness. found out there was another lady in brisbane who had a kid who had it and we met them too which was just amazing oh um, wow that we found somebody yes. um but the hospital was onto it straight away so um i think by by his maybe second birthday he was well onto the ketogenic diet um and then we managed to wean him off uh medication and the ketogenic diet is a medical you know miracle really because it um helps protect the brain cells and yes Kind it's of amazing develop, develop a bit of a you know protection for them yes. so his seizures stopped wow. um but we did get told that um he may not make it uh he oh may not he may not talk or walk um the traits are epilepsy autism um and intellectual impairment yeah uh and there's a lot of kids who haven't made it so we oh were so very lucky that we were um you know we had medication that worked for him because a lot of seizure medication doesn't work for right. so many kids okay um and it just happened to work for him the diet just happened to work for him and i think he was two and a half when he started crawling oh my gosh and he was amazing. really ecstatic oh i can't imagine that, he started walking <laughs> um so yeah it's just been from there it's been you know miracle progress after progress point so that's been amazing that's obviously yeah. oh sorry keep going no 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 all good <laughs> i was gonna say that's obviously a huge um you know it shows how amazing you guys are as parents like it is just it's so hard being having that special need. and like you said it's so hard to get all of that is so much information involved and and it's all trial and error isn't it yeah, so it's just it. it's a lot to it's a lot to take in. So you have done amazingly. Um, Thank you. Plus running a business like that is just amazing. <laughs> Thanks. I think at the end of the day, you do what you have to do. Yes, um, And exactly. parenthood in general is bloody hard. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think just everybody's doing what they can to survive. And I think yes. you get dealt a hand and you just have to deal with it. Oh, yeah. that exact, that's the exact words that I say to people who... Uh, talk to me about our son they're like oh it's so yeah. difficult I'm like but you literally just do what you have to do so it's just it's for you yeah. it's normal that's just your normal parenting <laughs> that's it and I yeah. think you cry some days are just yes. awful and then some days are weirdly okay yes um but 
taking things, you know, five or 10 minutes at a time is always yes. the way because yes. you can't look too much into the future because that's terrifying. Yes. But yeah, you just have to deal with it. And I spe- um, I think it might have, might have been your socials that I read this on, but I was like, that is my saying as well as this too <laughs> shall pass. So there's always yeah. those little things where you're like, and you mentioned it just then, those miracle moments make it um, all the more special, doesn't it? That's it. Yeah. The yeah. little things are really highlighted. That's exactly. Cool. It really yeah. puts really small things into perspective. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. You guys are just, it just shows how fabulous you are. Like I can't, I can't say <laughs> enough about um, yeah, how amazing you are. So really like I watched Max's fifth birthday video that you did. Yeah. Um, and I was just crying. I just thought, oh my gosh, like that is beautiful. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's hard to put words into because um, you just don't un- understand unless you're in that position. So yeah, absolutely. Amazing. <laughs> and I hope <laughs> he continues um, going on. It sounds like he's making leaps and bounds. So yeah, we're hearing promising signs of communication, which is really good. He's starting yeah. to take a few more instructions like sit down, yeah. um, you know, hold hands, all of the really important basic things he's responding to here and there. So yep. yeah. And some beautiful really cuddles. Time that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Uh, so we'll move back on to Bon Maxi. Where do mm-hmm. you find the inspiration for all your new designs? I feel like you're constantly like got a new thing. I'm like, whoa, your brain is huge. How do you do this? <laughs> <laughs> I think um, there's the illusion that things kind of come about really quickly, yes. um, which you probably would know too in business. There's so much, you know, it's the dark on the surface of the water looking cool calm and collected on top and then madly paddling <laughs> underneath Perfect I feel like I'm just madly <laughs> paddling all the time yes. um there's pressure to to create something new a lot right. um and I think uh this year's really made me slow down um a fair bit in terms of how many releases we do how many new products we do but um at the end of the day I think they all come out of my own inability to um organize myself (laughs) so I create things that help um I think I get really annoyed with a lot of small things um which is kind of the opposite of what we were talking about the small things that make me happy but yeah there are so many small things that gives me yeah that's true gives me eye twitches and I was just like why hasn't anybody fixed that yet I always say to my husband if somebody can put a man on the moon surely this can be fixed Uh, Um, that makes yes so true (laughs) I think now, uh, you know, five years into um, a business that is all about solving problems easily, um, I've started to look for problems. Um, yes. So I'm really taking note of, of uh, my own emotions throughout the day, things yes. that I use, um, things that might upset me unnecessarily. <laughs> um, and I've kind of turned that into, you know, ideas for, for yeah. products and some of them do not fly um, and then others have. So it's kind of, yeah, it's my life now is just trying to solve things. I love um, that. And the inspiration comes from, yeah, just trying to solve my own problems. There's a, um, a podcast I was listening to the other day that said, if you want to start a business, start by scratching your own itch. Yes, like that's, yes, <laughs> exactly. That is just so, that is so true. That's absolutely perfect. It's funny that you just said some fly and some don't um, because mm. I was just going to play a little game with you that is called yes, fave, okay. fave flop or flu so uh, it's which product was your fave which one was a flop and which one's flu if if any did flop which I highly doubt they did <laughs> oh no I'm sure they did I'm just trying to think that because it's been a while I used to um create a lot of 
random little products like I've done magnets and earrings and um, I think there's a lot of kind of decorative stuff that I thought oh this is going to be great um, there was a wooden uh, bunny like my one of my paintings drawn onto a bunny uh, uh, printed onto wood sorry that was a rabbit yep. and I thought oh it'd be really cool, cool to have little cutouts where the neck is and so you can interchange ribbon oh uh -huh. so if you have like <laughs> Oh, it's useless, really. A bunny obsession? Um, I, think, yeah, I don't know. I thought it'd be cute in a girl's room and you could yep. just swap the ribbon out to, you know, a sporty ribbon or a purple ribbon or something. You could learn how idea. to tie your shoelaces on it. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> but I think I put it out on Instagram and there were crickets and I yes. thought, oh, okay. I was really excited. I'd ordered all of this ribbon. Oh, no. uh, <laughs> and it's what? So, oh, yeah. And I think my favourite um well I've got something upcoming that I think is going to be my my fly or flu uh, product oh I'm so I can't excited. really reveal it no it's on the accessory storage side of things which I haven't had a new release um in that area yes. for a while but it's a slight game changer I feel oh my gosh I'm so we'll excited have to wait and see. yes <laughs> well that takes oh wait did you said Oh, yep, that's going to be your fave. And which, yeah. and you said, and that's going to fly as well, do you think? So that's I a think double whammy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that takes me, you were just talking about keeping an eye on um, your socials. So um, obviously, I follow you along with about 57,000 other followers, <laughs> which is amazing. Yep. Uh, so do you find your socials to be fun or do you find it a little bit exhausting or you go between? I go between yeah. um, and multiple times a day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so much so that I have um, outsourced half of my socials. Um, so I've got a fabulous team in the Digital Picnic, very well-known oh, kind of social media yes. management company, yep. um, who despite my marketing background, I cannot for the life of me plan and stay to that plan. Um, yes. So they've just helped me kind of get all of the concepts and ideas onto paper pre-plan which is something that I don't often do and they have taken half my social so anything that's kind of um you know uh promoting a product benefit or Beautiful. um yeah. you know a pretty picture on interiors because yes. that's like everybody that follows me I think loves colorful interiors because yes. that seems to be our most engaging post yes um so all of that content um I have help in developing now because that was something that was really eating at my brain was yes. I should be posting I don't know what to post is this yes. too much is it too little um am I being relatable am I just taking up space yeah. um so that element has been really good in in outsourcing and I've recognized that now that in business if you're feeling overwhelmed, it's probably a good time to start outsourcing elements that you hate or yes. dislike and yes. keep the items that you really like. So yes. um, I still do uh, mm. stories and I still do most of my nighttime posts here and there yeah. um, that are those really long ones with lots of uh, words yeah. because I just sit and I write. Yes, I And like I find that. that, yeah, I find that having the um, half the amount of posts that I have to do are done um, and it, it lets me just write and, yes, and I don't yes. feel like I have to market I just yes. want to write you so just want to tell that story that's it and it's in yeah. my own words and I don't try and edit too much because I just like being conversational in my writing yes um and I yeah I feel that that's that's alleviated that um that overwhelm of I, I have to do it all um, yes and absolutely. then stories now I think that's really great to hop on stories and just have chats yeah um, and some days yes. it's a lot of stories and some days it's not so much but having that conversation with um 
customers. I find it's so powerful in working out what colors people like, what elements of products aren't working, what ideas other people might have for future products. And I find that really, um, I mean, working from home, it's the only other human connection that I have during the day. So I actually really enjoy that side of things. Yes, that is so true. And I think customers also, um, you know, they get that bond with you to feel like they're actually Mm. sharing and creating something with you. So um, that definitely makes us feel very special. So (laughs) I'm glad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I love following your socials. I love how you get on there and chat. I love how you're real. Um, That is, yeah, exactly the kind of thing that I think people are looking for in a brand Mm -hmm. to just, yeah, have that realness. But like you said, have those pretty pictures as well. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's a perfect combo, I think. (laughs) Uh, So do you follow anyone um, for inspiration? Who are your, the people that inspire you on Instagram? Um, Anyone with a colourful feed. I do love to look at content that's aspirational for me, which is like the minimalist white background, uh, neutral palettes. But at the end of the day, I realise that's not me. But I really do like looking at those kind of clean, crisp pictures. Yes. Um, but the accounts that I really get drawn to are other small businesses, um, seeing how they do things um, behind the scenes. I just love behind the scenes stuff because yes. even though, you know, we have the same stuff here, everybody's got different ways of doing things. And I find it just really fascinating. And they're people that I can relate to as well. Yes. So um, there's Homewares Business, Sage and Claire. I love all yes. of their imagery. Yeah, they're beautiful. Um, I just find it so... And I think that's the really powerful thing about Instagram. You get drawn to particular visuals and then you find them everywhere and you connect with these groups of people that have that same passion. Yes. And I love Instagram photos that draw you in and they make you really look. And I I think I found my pace now this year with um, getting different textures, adding more things into the photos because visually it just wants to, it it needs to make people stop and look. And I find, um, yeah, those accounts that do that just, really attract me so Sage and Claire is definitely one of them um I mean the digital picnic those girls and copywriting yep they draw you in in their storytelling um anybody with dried flowers I don't know what it is about dry (laughs) (laughs) Dry dry it's really trendy isn't it at the moment it's so trendy yeah the colorful ones too yes I love love that yeah, there's just so many, really. I'm just yeah. drawing a blank. But yeah, I know, but sometimes, really yeah, you're just scrolling through and you're like, yes, I love that. Yes, I love that. Like you said, you're yeah. kind of, you've already, you've create, curated your feed to be who you love. So sometimes Absolutely. you don't yeah. know the exact ones, but you can just see them all the time. Yeah, that's it. Yes. Yeah, I totally understand. I'm always drawn to just the colorful ones, all of the color. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Um, so, uh, within your business, you collaborate with a lot of other colorful and fabulous females. So, um, can you take us through some of your memorable, memorable, um, collabs and how they came about? I'm trying to think back now. It's been a while since we've had a, um, a collaboration. I think probably the most notable, um, recently is with Monty. Um, and that was just a fluke collaboration uh so Monty is the I can see you've got some packaging yes. behind you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so Steph uh randomly reached out I think sometime last year and um she was just asking about um distribution and how we manage things and we got chatting and then we ended up exchanging phone numbers and had a long conversation um and I just realized that you're frozen I hope it's um, still recording yep. it is you were frozen too but I could hear okay, you so good. <laughs> okay good 
Um, so we started talking just about business and I realized how, how much I didn't have, you know, a lot of friends who were looking to scale, um, you know, bigger and outsource and, um, you know, import and manufacture and all of that stuff. So we really connected on that level. And I um, met her at a trade show officially last year where I was looking for a drink bottle to fit inside the sidekick bag. Yes. Um, and she said, I think I've got the solution because our drink bottles don't get condensation. They keep water cold, which was really important in Brisbane. Yes. Um, we've got a smaller one. We can probably swap a lid around. And then the handbag hero was born. So that was a really, I mean, it wasn't really collaboration in the sense that we didn't work together to develop something, but we kind of did. Yeah. At the same time, you know, create two products that married together. So yes. I thought that was, um, yeah, a really great collaboration um, yes. that became, you know, two best-selling products. Um, yeah, in I love store, that. So. I love those. Yeah. Um, the little water bottles for us are perfect because they we have hampers and we put them in, and so they fit yeah, perfectly absolutely. in there as well. So, yeah. <laughs> so thanks, team. That's you great. did really well for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, in your we're back to your socials a little bit. Mm. In your socials, um, I have noticed that you have incredible sense of style. So you're very fashionable. Uh, do you have a current favourite outfit? Um, I wouldn't say I've got any sense of style at all. You do. Um, I love how, I you, think, how you match. I think my problem is that I'm drawn to bright colours and patterns. Yes. Um, and, so, and put them together. Sometimes then put them together. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that doesn't end too well because some days I just don't feel like wearing bright colours or patterns. Mm, and so yes. you get to that point where you're like, I feel like I've got nothing to wear. So um, my my favourite outfit probably involves some kind of leopard print um, yes. just because it just flashes everybody. Um, and it's not too bold, but it's a little bit fun. Um, and maybe a skirt, a colourful skirt of some sort. Yes. Um, yeah, I just mix and match. I think I get away with wearing a lot more crazy things at home because I don't go out and see as many people. So essentially, <laughs> if I've got somewhere to be, I might change my style a little bit. But um, yeah. yeah, I just I, I just purchase things that um, make me visually, well, that, that are visually happy. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly yep. what my, I ha literally have, you know how everyone says you need a little black dress in your wardrobe? Yes. That is, I do not have one of those in my wardrobe. No, I don't I just, have one either. <laughs> I cannot deal with it. No. <laughs> yes, I think uh, I would love to have your wardrobe, but I'm definitely on the same colour side as you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and something I think... else I love about it is you support a lot of um, other small businesses, fashion businesses, and I love um, uh, some of the recent ones that I've seen on your stories are beautiful. Yeah, there's so many amazing creative people out there. Oh, um, and I think why support big companies when, you know, there are a lot of small businesses doing it a lot better yes. with better customer service. Um, I think I ordered something from a large chain, you know, a couple of months ago. It took yep. a week and a half to get here, whereas yes. small business, it's dispatched, you know, yes. within 24 hours. Yes. can be here the next day if you want it. Um, but I think our business is very much... Um, working with small business that's you know what has really grown our earring holder side of things because earring holders don't work without earrings and yes, without right. those relationships that we've um we've created on social media yes that really you know it that's the whole reason why we're we're getting our name out there too so yeah. um 
yeah, supporting small business is so incredibly important, especially at a time like this when this is all people have. Yes, um, exactly. If they've thrown their all in um, and they've got families who are in the one business, I think it's so incredibly um, yeah, powerful to be able to support and promote small business. Yeah, exactly. And what goes around comes around. It's all about um, collaboration over competition, isn't it? I love that's that. That's it. Yep. Yes. Be- that's beautiful. Uh, so I would like to give you permission to toot your own horn right now and tell us <laughs> your biggest achievement or highlight to date, either business or life or both. Oh, dear. Just too many. Highlight today. <laughs> Okay, can we like pause for five minutes where I think about this? <laughs> I can cut, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I think you might have to. Um, I think, well, certainly in business, going full-time myself was a huge highlight. Um, Absolutely. That was really scary um, to say to my, to, to my employer, I think I need to stop working. Um, and then that next kind of level on top of that was when my husband joined the business um, which was just over a year ago now. So he's That's phenomenal. It's exciting stuff. That's um, so great. Yeah, it's scary. Uh, <laughs> but he was working as a dietitian and an physiologist. Oh, wow. Um, that would be handy for you. It was, yeah, well, it's super handy. Um, yeah. But he didn't work with paid. So it was, we were just uh-huh. letting the hospital do their job. Yes, of course. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he would do really long hours, leave early and come home late and when Max was getting a little bit more active and things were getting harder and harder yeah we kind of said well by this point let's see if we can make you join the business so when he did that that was incredibly freeing um and extremely petrifying but that was a huge highlight um and then I think so that's kind of personal in business um I was gonna say that's like a a two for one (laughs) yeah that's a two for one um, and then um, the first run of um, mini wallets when they sold out, that was a new venture um, going outside of accessory storage. Yes. And when they sold out within, I think it was about half an hour, I just fell off my chair. I, <laughs> I think I literally did. I was, yes, absolutely blown away that something else um, was potentially going to be a success for us. So, yes. Like you yeah. said, you um, just scratched that itch and that's exactly what you've done with um, with your new range of wallets. So uh, you can definitely understand why they would be so successful and are Thank continuing you. to be successful. Yeah, it's, it's so, so fun to be able to see um, things pop up on socials too where other people are holding products. Yes, it's that amazing. Yes, that, that, yeah, I can imagine that would feel like your heart would just be bursting. Yep, every day. <laughs> uh, so would you have any advice for any aspiring lady startups? Hmm. Get your face on the gram. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I think um, so much. So many people. I was so so afraid of just getting my face on camera and talking. Yes. Um, and I knew that human connection was so important, um, especially online. And I realised I was drawn to people who were showing their face too. So I thought, okay, I just need to force myself to do it. Um, I keep reminding myself even now that they're only up for 24 hours and they yes. get deleted after that. Um, but IGTV obviously is a different kettle of fish. And then you've got reels. Um, <laughs> then you've got reels, then you've got TikTok. Oh my goodness, live, live so is really scary. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but it's that human connection, I think, that that people, um, especially in a small business when people don't know who you are, they've never heard of you before, they might be interested in your product, but who are you? So mm-hmm. I think... Um, showing your face it's the, the old marketing knows like trust and then buy people yes. um, really need to understand who you are understand 
how you do business, why you do what you do, um, and then that helps to nudge people over the line with um with the initial purchase. Yeah, no, that's that is great advice, and it's it is amazing. Like you just think, oh, I remember thinking, oh, that's not very professional, or to see me in my active wear, or yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I'm packing an order in my jammies. Like that's not professional, yeah. but where in fact it's the opposite people like you were saying before it's relatable so that's it and people um, are cheering you on when they see you in your pjs packing you know orders they're like yes like yes thank you (laughs) and that's that's what i love about your socials as well like you're very real and even speaking about family life and things like that and you're not afraid to be emotional or you know show your emotions like you said they change throughout the day and i think that is extremely relatable especially for mums and then mums in business yeah, I think people smell rats really yes. easily so now. Um, I think probably beginning of Insta stories, it was so easy just to be a little bit polished and a little bit, yes. you know, you know, we've got such a neat environment for our business and, yes. uh, you know, people thought that people wanted to see pretty things um, mm-hmm. like they do on Pinterest, for example. But yes. then after a while, it, start, it starts to get stale um, yes. and people actually just want a, a human connection. So I think yeah. that's um, a real powerful shift that's especially this year. Oh, yes, um, definitely. The realities are being displayed a lot more on, on social media, which is really good. Yeah, and that's, I normal. think, why I'm, I was so excited to create the podcast because you don't yeah. really talk to people, do we? Like, even ringing yeah. you on the phone the other day, we're kind of like, uh, do we answer phones anymore? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, so it is really great to actually see you in person or talk to you on the phone because um, we do a lot by email. Obviously, it's a lot easier, but it is yeah. really nice to, to get to chat to people. So yeah, 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 I'm really enjoying that part of it. Uh, so what does the next few years look like for Bon Maxi? Um, I threw the whole five-year plan out the window yeah. um, not too long ago. <laughs> I like that. Every time I sat down to try and think of what I was going to do, um, I was drawing a complete blank. Yes. Um, so I think we, we look maybe three months in advance now. Um, we set ourselves some targets. If yep. we meet them, great. If we don't, we try to rejig things and work yeah. out what's going to, you know, do better. Yes. Um, I think that comes from the personal side of things too. There is yes. a fabulous book, if you have not read it, called Special by okay. an author, um, journalist called Melanie Dimmitt, I think it is. Um, okay. She's Aussie and she has a little boy with cerebral palsy. And this book was released, I think it was early this year or late last year. Um, and it is all about navigating special needs um, oh, wow. with kids. I will have and to there have is one yeah it's really powerful I think I, I still haven't finished it yet because yep. I bore my eyes out through every oh. page because it is so <laughs> so relatable um yes it's a it's therapy you know in a book yes. um and there's one line in there that um talks about or well, one chapter talks about not looking to the future because we cannot predict um we impart our own reality onto the future Yes. So we use what we're going through now to try and predict what the future will look like with the current circumstances. Yes. Um, and in reality, you know, six months, a year, five years down the track, we don't know what tools we've got. We don't know what growth has happened or yes, what development exactly. has happened. So it's actually impossible to think about that. So I think that's really stuck with me that I don't want to look ahead mm-hmm. because looking back, um, you know, it was, in Feb last year that we released the mini wallet, that was never on my radar that I was going to release anything apart from accessory holders. Yes. Um, and then, you know, six months later, we released a bag and that was not on my radar either. So in such a short time, things can change so much that I think it's it's 
a little bit useless to try and plan because things will always change. That's guaranteed. I, yes, I completely, <laughs> I love that so much. Like I like, I'm more of a, I'll plan the day, but anything further yeah. than that, not so much. <laughs> yeah, even like the day said, turns. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> and I think that yeah. sometimes can set you up for failure when you think that this is how it's going to go. Um, so yeah, what you've said there is, I, I really like that. I think that will definitely resonate with a lot of people. Yeah, I'm yeah. yeah, I love that. So do you think the next five years will include finding the house with the rainbow staircase? <laughs> she said perhaps. <laughs> uh, it's been about two years of trying to find a house that's a little bit more max friendly. We want a little bit more space to breathe, um, yeah. a slightly bigger backyard. Um, that's the intention. But yes. who knows what will happen there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Our needs might change. Yes, um, that's right. might not be so scary anymore. Um, yes. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I think, I think, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. I probably will. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, just knowing um, that things are probably going to be a bit better. Um, that's, that's what I like to think is in our future, that things yeah, are going to be cool. a little bit easier. We're going to have a few more skills up our sleeves. Yes, um, cool. And I'm just going to let, let life take its course. Um, how it needs to yeah good on you when you yeah. are doing your uh, um your house hunting you take mm. a selfie in the mirror which <laughs> I have I've loved that little tradition that you've created um can you take us through why that is really special to your family yeah I think it started um every Saturday we were kind of doing house hunting um for trips uh just popping in and ruling potential places out because I think that's so important otherwise you dream and you think that that particular house might be your dream one and then you see it and it's really not um but one Saturday I think we went to DFO our local DFO and there was a giant well, a few giant mirrors around one of these stores and every time we walked past Max was just fascinated with himself <laughs> in the mirror and he kept opening his mouth um and then we ended up spending a good you know 10 minutes at each mirror stop kind of you know rocking back and forth dancing in front of it and he was really fascinated so um, I think that was probably the first one that we took was um, in a homeware store um, as a, a family. And it reminds me of this little book called Peepo. I don't know if anybody knows it, but it's, you know, one of those 80s books, I think, that I used to love reading. Um, yep. And it's all about a baby looking through a circle or looking in a mirror yes. or Peepo. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, so that reminds me of that. So when we can, um, we try and take a family selfie and it just... Um, yeah, it makes us happy because Max opens his mouth and we open our mouths together and it's a nice family shot that we don't otherwise really get. Yeah, I love it. I think it, it's beautiful. Mm. And I could just I could just see it in the house when you find it one day, just up on the wall with each little shot that yeah. wasn't the right one. I think that would, that would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'll wait to see what happens with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking traditions, you and your hubby have another little tradi tradition when it comes to baking birthday cakes. Is that correct? <laughs> yes. I love that so how, uh, how did that happen well I mean which tradition are you talking about the uh, mint chalk cheesecake or say, the giant ones the giant ones I think that is the so giant. funny <laughs> it's actually my birthday on Sunday um oh and I just sent my husband a task to make a giant macaron <laughs> oh that is a tricky one 
It is a tricky one and he has attempted a couple of years ago and he um, accidentally forgot to put the almond meal in. So it was like a flat green pancake. Oh no. <laughs> Did he say, I made a giant pancake for you? <laughs> no, because <laughs> I knew what was happening. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, I think very, very early on in our relationship, I think he just moved in um, with me. Uh, I made him a giant cookie cake because mm-hmm. um, I have a very specific cookie recipe um, that, is just a family recipe and it's amazing um and I set myself a task to make a giant cookie and it came out perfectly and then we kind of just decided well a giant Kit Kat would be nice um a giant macaron um I've done a giant cinnamon scroll cake um okay. I can't remember oh, he did some giant Twix um like ice cream Twix oh yeah um yeah it's just been fun and it's a nice way to um to, to fail too because it always tastes good <laughs> I love that. That's and it's hard like, to make giant things. Yes, it is. That's like an epic, epic birth. I can't even make a, like a cake for my children's birthday. Like it's not great. <laughs> I did a monster cake one, a monster truck one. It wasn't good. <laughs> and it wasn't even giant. Oh. <laughs> yeah, cakes, cakes and baking in general, it never or very rarely looks good. I think it's just, it tastes good. That's all that matters. Yeah, well, this is true. Um, and I know that you have a bit of a cult following of your mug cake recipe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so can you share it or is that like a super secret? No, it's on the blog. I think okay. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it's been uploaded now. So it's right. on the internet. Um, yeah, I'll it's been maybe. Yeah, that's good. Two or three years, I think. I spent trying to find the perfect mug cake and that's because I love cake yes. and my mum is a brilliant baker um, and she always has freezer cake mm-hmm. so whenever we go over she's like would you like some cake and pulls out like five cakes out of the freezer oh my gosh. Um, so we've always had cake um, and I when I bake a cake it's really hard not to finish the entire cake when it's there because it's warm out of the oven and it's uh-huh. quite delicious. So I had always wanted to create a perfect mug cake recipe because it's just one serving and you can't go back for seconds because it's you know, gone. Self-control. It's gone. Um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of an amalgamation of maybe three or four different recipes um, and a bit of trial and error. And I think the key in the end was that it has no eggs um, uh-huh. because I'd always put eggs in and it was always rubbery. So yeah, it's just a perfect recipe and I've had brilliant feedback and you modify it how you need to modify it and um, it's vegan friendly too. Oh, great. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I will link to that. That is, um, yeah, so, that's really cool. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> just before we head off, um, I did warn you that would play a little game. So we're calling it the yes. Kaleido Quickie. So okay. what yeah. I'd like you to do is just choose a number from one to five. And I have yeah. my little box of games here. And so <gasps> whatever one you choose, I will let you know what game it is. And we'll go from there. Okay. Okay. What number between one and five? Number three. Number three. Okay. I'm nervous. <laughs> I haven't played them either. So, oh, all right. So, <laughs> this one is called If You Were A. So, I just have them. I'm going to pick a little piece of paper out of my box. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> and you, you have to say, if you were a, for example, if you were a fruit, you would be an apple. Okay. Okay. So, okay. I'll do three for you. <laughs> so, I'm going to mix them up. <laughs> I'm going to shut my eyes. If you were a alcoholic beverage, what would you be? Oh, I rather like Prosecco, but when somebody introduced Bellinis to me, 
next level tasty. So I reckon I'd be a Bellini or a vodka lime and soda. Yes, that's mine too. I love that. Yep. <laughs> okay. If you were a if you were a junk food, what would you be? I think you probably answered that question just before. Did I? What cake? Is that well, junk food? Well, you love cake. Yeah, I think so. I do love cake. I also really love pizza. Oh, love pizza. pizza. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you were, would you a be messy. a pizza? A bit messy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it tastes good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I reckon I'm a pizza. I like that. All right. Yeah. The last one is if you were a farm animal. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I don't know. Why not a goat? A goat? Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> no I reason. Have, I have a goat. I have two goats. Oh, do you have a goat? Oh, really? <laughs> Sonic <laughs> and Crash. <laughs> and That's do you adorable. think you'd be a goat because um, are you noisy? Do you eat everything? Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not super noisy, but I think they're just really cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, um, ours are meant to be miniature and they are larger than me and oh they're um pretty crazy so wow. <laughs> I'll have to send you a picture of them yes please do <laughs> well that brings us to the end I am so thankful for your time today I've had so much fun getting to know you and you're just absolutely amazing I'm so pleased that um, we could get to chat further so if you could please remind us all where we can find you on your socials and your website that would be great no worries thanks for having me it's been nice to have a an actual human chat um apart from you know my family (laughs) (laughs) so i'm on instagram at at bonmaxi b-o-n-m-a-x-i-e and then the website's bonmaxi.com or.com.au um and that's pretty well you know find me that way that's awesome thank you so much i so appreciate it um have a really great birthday on sunday thank you (laughs) try and upload a picture of the the macaron (laughs) yes i need to see that (laughs) lovely thanks so much